Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Rodri, mistake. Hoybier. Kane! He's done it! It's the record! And he's got it against the champions! Rob, it just had to be, didn't it? Harry Kane on hand to break the legendary Jimmy Greaves' record. What a smile, what a player. Congratulations. And now Harry Kane's name stands alone. The greatest scorer in this club's history is one of Spurs' own. Goal 267. Absolutely incredible. City overplaying, good high press, and Hoyer capitalises brilliantly on the sloppy pass. And then he feeds it to Harry Kane, absolutely no doubt. Right foot, bottom corner, 2-6-7. From icon to immortal, from one season wonder to one in a million, it's Harry Kane against Manchester City, and crucially here, Spurs lead the game. And dare I say, Rob, it's not his best strike, it's not his best of 2-6-7, but it's in the back of the net. That's what Harry Kane does, he puts the ball in the back of the net. Absolutely brilliant. A moment to savour. And many will talk about Kane the way they do about Greaves. to see it we were here Rob we were here to see it fantastic he's not got your one season record yet Clive no, but he's got the club one thankfully he hasn't but if he breaks that Rob I'll be the first one to shake his hand hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs we hope you keep him very very safe and well thank you ever so much for joining us in what I can tell you was one of our best shows of the season. Honestly, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. One of the best shows that we've had all season here on Last Word on Spurs. We were joined by the brilliant compare, Richard Cracknell, actor Darren Hartman, and broadcaster and journalist, the wonderful Russ Williams, who bring to you their reaction to Tottenham Hotspur beating Manchester City by a goal to nil 
as Harry Kane makes history. Yes, Harry Kane, the same man who suffered devastation, of course, only a few months ago for England, showing what he's all about as a Tottenham player to become our all-time record goalscorer. That is without, unfortunately, Antonio Conte being there in the stands. We wish Antonio the very best. But from all of us here on The Last One on Spurs, we hope you enjoy the show. And what a show is in store. Enjoy. Cracks, let's open up the show with you if we can, because I tell you what, arguably, definitely Spurs' best performance of the season, by, in my opinion, a country mile. One of the best, you'd arguably say, in the Antonio Conte era, and he wasn't even bloody there to see it. <laughs> Kane making history, everyone contributing, to be fair. Benson Core was excellent. Dyer back to his best. Emerson Royale. I know, again, we've been critical of Emerson Royale on this show. Probably, again, for him, <laughs> one of the best performances in a Spurs shirt. And for those that are watching this show on YouTube and for those on audio, in your name on this show, it says, who is Pedro Porro? I can't quite believe what I'm watching. Cracks, sum up that incredible performance from Tottenham. Oh, wow. Where do you start, Rick? I mean, there's so many little sections within that where you've got to give props to people. I mean, let's start off with the team that have stepped up today. You can just tell that, you know, they've come together as a team. They've gone, Gaffer's not here today. Gaffer's not well. Gaffer's had an op. Let's go out there and win this today for the Gaffer. They've gone out there and done it for the Gaffer. And, I mean, if that doesn't tell you where the players are with the Gaffer, never mind where we are, because we just support this team. They have to play for the Gaffer. They, they're with him week in, week out, on the training pitch. And they've gone out there and done it for him today. Um, so, uh, unbelievable. Of course, Harry Kane, I'm not going to even mention him till you get to him, Rick, because, like, he's a section on his own. Um, but Emerson Royal today, just wow, just wow. And do you know what? With Emerson Royal, and I, I'm part of this, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but he gets some stick and I've given him some stick and I keep putting the picture up of him on social media, uh, mocked up as the old man from Squid Games that just seems to get through every round somehow. But, like, listen, that boy gets some horrendous stick, absolutely horrendous across the socials, doesn't he? And in the stadium. And do you know what? He chews it up and he spits it out and he just comes back for some more. So, if nothing else, Emerson Royal's stickability to to absolutely not doubt himself and to back himself every time today, he just he was magnificent. Uh, sorry, Emerson Royale, I'm going to issue you a humble, heartfelt apology because I've given you some stick, but today you have absolutely torn it up. 
and I, I sincerely want to apologise to him because that man has got a heart of a lion, an absolute lion, that boy. And today, wow, I'm waffling, Rick. Carry on. You waffling? Never. Don't buy it. <laughs> Dale, let's come round to you. I mean, look, we laugh and joke off air, but that was a proper Antonio Conte display, albeit, as we said, in the absence of the great man, committed defending. I have to say, at times, our football today was thrilling on the eye to watch, and I generally mean that, that if you're serving that kind of football every week, there will be no, no dissent, no concerns about the way Spurs are playing, and even within that, the counter-attacking football there was some pure, utter shithousery from Tottenham, which I absolutely love because you need that in a winning side. And that's exactly what we saw from Tottenham. Harry Kane, 2-6-7 for him. Of course, Harry now taking that record. Dal, I have to ask you this now. Is this finally the moment in when our season takes off? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to have to say yes because today the formula worked. Everything worked. Every man worked. The system worked. The fans worked. Emerson Royale worked. It all worked. And that's what we have to celebrate. If we can't look at this as what propels us forward, I don't know what, what sign we can look for. This was beautiful today. The team was phenomenal. The system was phenomenal. There were so many cracks. You hit the nail on the head. There's so many little bits to break down. There's so many different sections to look at. It was phenomenal. And Listen, people, you know I've been here for a minute. You know I've been here with you, Rick. You know I've never been one to jump on He's Emerson Royale's back. He's a regular on it. You know it. You know I've it. not jumped on Emerson's back, and I've been trying to find the positives in him. Today, people, you can see it for yourselves. There were so many, and I feel that if he continues growing like he is, as Crack said, the passion that this man has, the, 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 the balls that he has to stand up when Spurs fans are ruining him, and the money that he's investing in himself to improve himself. This player here could be one that we look back and go, what a transformation. I don't know where it will take him, but from what he was to what he's becoming, I'm, I'm super impressed. And we have somebody to push him on now. Someone to really go, watch me, this is how you do it. I'm, I'm in a good place right now. And I made it out of the car. Hey! <laughs> he did make it out of the car, believe me. We won't tell you where he's been, but he did make it out of the car, bless him. The wonderful Darren Hartman. Love having him on last one on Spurs. Russ, to come to you. I've got to say, Russ, you know, not only did we beat Man City, in my opinion, we actually fully deserved it because we were excellent today. You know, I actually was lauding the Everton-Arsenal game for seeing a real committed Everton side, a real team performance against Arsenal. And I watched yeah. the Arsenal game thinking, and Everton thinking, I wish I could see my team do that. And by God, you know, today, watching our performance, we delivered that. Everybody was superb. Emerson Royale, as I said, he's taken a huge amount of stick on last one on Spurs. Many would say justified. Many would say, look, he's a young player developing. My argument has been that he's not probably playing in the right position. But boy, today, did he really put on a decent performance. And again, five visits to the Spurs' new stadium for Man City. Five defeats, not scored a single goal in any of them. I don't like to detract away from the performance, Russ. How would you sum up how good that was today from Spurs? Well, first and foremost, I'd like to wish everyone Happy Harry Day. Um, we're going to come on to uh, St. Harry a little bit later on. I thought that today, and we were just chatting before uh, you started, albeit late, Ricky, uh, the show. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mr. Hot, Mr. Hartman here out of his car at an ETA of 7, yeah, well, 732. Con I'm conscious of the time, Ricky. Conscious yeah. of the time. I um, 
I really, I totally agree with with you and, uh, you know, what we were saying before we started the show, that that was a bunch of players uh, playing for themselves and in particular uh, the manager, uh, which I think is a good sign for the future because I'm a self-confessed Antonio Conte fan, as frustrating as a football can be sometimes. And I'll join crackers. I mean, I, I have been fairly disparaging towards um, Emerson Royale. Uh, but there have been glimmers, haven't there, in a couple of games previously. But today, I mean, there's a man who is a strong man, who is prepared to carry on his shoulders all of the criticism that all of us, if we're honest, have, have levelled at him. And, uh, and I think it's a tremendous characteristic to have. And to see him play in football and winning as a player for us, uh, and I don't mean the game, but I mean the way he's playing and the way he's, he's winning the fans round, is absolutely magnificent. As for Manchester City, uh, I'm glad that we've beaten them yet again. They still haven't scored a goal at our new stadium. Long may it continue. I don't care about the repercussions for other teams. This is a victory for Tottenham. We're now just behind Newcastle, top four for us. And our future as a football club, I feel, uh, not only for some of the players, but to be able to buy sensibly and well in the transfer market and be backed by the owners and to keep our manager, a lot of it depends on top four. And the, the only blot in the copybook is QT uh, getting a red card. The first yellow yeah. for me definitely wasn't a yellow. The first one, the second one, I think we'd all agree it probably was. Yeah. Uh, so missing him is going to be a problem. But I'm optimistic going forward that this second half of the season, rather like that we play games, uh, you know, we're starting to come good. And uh, next game's difficult at Leicester. But, hey, uh, let's take it because City, even though they're not firing, are still one of the best teams in the world. I'm not sure they're the best team in the world, but they're not far off it. And so we've got to be very proud. Absolutely. It's not often, I also got to say, you see Arsenal fans in the last one on Spurs chat actually celebrating a Spurs win where we come to. But again, I will say that today that I think, Cracks, you said this actually in the build up to kickoff that, look, forget about, you know, rivalries here. You know, this is about Tottenham and any Spurs fan coming into this game not wanting Tottenham to win would Mm. sound absolutely insane because, you know, there's 17, 18 games left here. Spurs by beating Man City today, that's not going to decide the title. It's not, believe me. No, Arsenal no. have got some big, big games coming up. And like, I don't want to talk about our rivals. It's not a time to mention them. They're playing ever so well, despite yesterday's defeat. Again, they've got to go through some really, really testing times for them. And believe me, look, today going into it, there shouldn't be any Spurs fan disheartened or, you know, dissenting that we've beaten Man City. We can control what we've got. The Spurs now are in a brilliant position where, look, we're on the clutch of that top four again. We're in the FA Cup. We've got a great charity doubleheader to come. Enjoy it because, look, we've had a tough, tough season as Spurs fans. And when you see a performance like that, if you can't enjoy that, then it makes you wonder, you know, if you've got to be able to enjoy moments like this. You really, really do. And, Cracks, just to come back over to you, look, I mean, that is now three wins in a row for Spurs in all competitions, three clean sheets. It does feel, Cracks, look, I don't want to get too carried away here because we've been here before, we'll be there again. It does feel like that, that tide is slowly turning around now where it might just be a pivotal moment in the change of our season. How much could that be the case for you, Cracks? Well, uh, listen, firstly, uh, let me just come back to the Arsenal fan that just put a comment up. And there may be a little bit of uh, devilment there with 
obviously uh, being happy that Spurs won today because it, it helps them out. But I do know that opposition fans watch this and actually genuinely enjoy it. So, Rick, that's hats off to you, mate, to be honest, for putting together a good show uh, that, you know, doesn't... It's, on, it's the guest. It's the guest. Look, it's the... I, I, again, crack, bless you. You... Darren, Russ, the guests make the show what it is. I'm just driving it, but bless you. Thank you so much. Yeah, but, but, you know, you put the blend together and we come together and we try to, you know, talk about things sensibly and, you know, we be constructive with any criticisms and you just put together a good show. And if, if fans of other teams are enjoying that as well because of the content's balanced, then happy days, like, you know. So, so you're in, in a good place, despite what, maybe some elements of our own fan base tell you, then that, that's where you need to be. So, And like, the viewers yes. make the show. I must add that. Love, the, I'll, 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 listen, listen, over a thousand of you watching it, the viewers make the show. About, listen, without the yeah, viewers, yeah. there is no show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Please. of course. You know, and, and again, you know, the amount of messages I get and when I go and do Legends Nights, people come up, come up and say, I enjoy Last Word on Spurs. It's lovely to hear and that's why we gather and do it because people enjoy it and people get it. So, yeah, uh, yeah look, you know, to, to, to go back to the other point, of the performances. Yes, the last two or three, there does seem to have been some green shoots of recovery. I, I I hate to use that phrase because it got used once before by a certain political party that said things are on the up and they wasn't quiet. But look, you look at players like Sonny. Um, today was fantastic again today. He seems to have got the smile back on his face. So if you use Sonny as the barometer and like, you know, the, the weather vane, if you like, of what's going on um, and you see him happy again, playing again, making those runs again, then something's happening, isn't it? Something's clicked, something's turned, something's come together and whatever may have been going on around the team Seem the shackles seem to have been released, and they they seem to have come together. And the last, as you say, last two or three performances have been better. So maybe like a lot of the games under Conti, individual games where the first half can be uh, can be forgotten about, and the second half is a lot better. Maybe the season's going to be like that, Rick. You know, we can only hope that from today that we kick on yet again and we go yet again. We're still in the FA Cup. We've got a Champions League double header to look forward to, as you say. We're up or around fourth place. I said to you maybe three, four shows ago when I was on, Rick, that when it was real doom or gloom, maybe things aren't as terrible as they're perceived to be. Maybe just a couple of... Qu- tweaks and a couple of things going our way and a couple of clear the air meetings amongst the team might just turn things round. And at the moment, that's going the right way. Oh, listen, we might go to next week and get beat 3-0 and it just looks awful again, but that's next week. Today is today. And it's it's just, it's it's great. If, if bottle that today, take that into the rest of the season you're not going to be far off. You no. really are not going to be far off. But Agreed. another thing I've always said to you, Rick, um, football, 
I think 80% of it gets played between here, between the ears. Mentality. Mentality. And not in your feet. Now, yeah. how can you go five games? That's 470 minutes with extra time, like added time, against Man City, not concede a goal, win yeah. every game. This is the best team in the world. Like, by a country mile as well, by the way. But On yet, day, when we, we come up yeah. against Liverpool, we come up yeah. against Arsenal, we come up against Man U, we come up against Chelsea, and we just can't seem to do it. So, no. it's it's up here, Rick. Yeah. Start beating those other teams like Liverpool and Arsenal and Man U at home. Start doing that to them. And then all of a sudden, that gives you some belief to do it away. And then you've got something. You really have got something. So it's it's funny. I don't know whether they've got like some sort of hump with us they can't get over, or we've got some Indian sign over them. But it just it's madness, isn't it? But is this not why the Premier League is the greatest league in the world to watch? It might not be the best football in the world. But yeah. it's the greatest for the people to watch because these things go on in the Premier League. Agreed. It, and again, it's madness. I don't want to keep referring back to that point, but again, I think you saw that Saturday's game with Everton. You know, that is why the Premier League is a great mm. advert because you can have the bot, you can have the team that are 19th or 20th in you know bottom of the league beating the current leaders of it. And I think that is what makes football. And again, today, for example, you look at I the think, Welsh you know, Rick, players. Ev- mm. Everton's last seven managers have all won yeah. their first game. It's like their last Mad. six or seven, their first game. What they need to do is they just need to change manager every week. <laughs> they'd, they'd win a lot, wouldn't they? They'd win a lot. Yeah, we yeah, need to play. Yeah. If we yeah. play Man City every week, yeah. we'd win a lot. I don't know. I, I mean, Mashiri's been changing like they are going out of fashion. So, I mean, it's bonkers. But that's why bonkers. we love football because yeah. it is chaos. Yeah. It's not Agreed. science. It's not an exact yeah. science. Danny, the great Danny Kelly told me that once when I interviewed him. He went, mm. I love football because it's chaos. Yeah. It's not an exact science. There's no science to it at all. It is chaos. Football yeah. is chaos. And it that's is. what we love. It is lots of comments coming in from here. We'll just read a couple of them out. Uh, Patrick says here, spot on crackers. The whole team played like lions today. So proud of the boys. Uh, Richard says, Emerson has finally left the Favelas. Have I pronounced that right? Please let me know if I haven't. Yeah. An outstanding yeah. performance and shining example of how Conte shapes a wing back. Get well soon, boss. And we most certainly echo those thoughts. Wishing Antonio a very speedy recovery. We know that he did FaceTime Harry after the game and said how proud he was of him. You can imagine yeah. Antonio was kicking every single ball, blessing back in Italy. And again, Russ made that point at the very top of this show that, you know, there's no doubt today when you watch that performance, that's a team playing for the manager. That's a team yeah. playing, you know, for him, with him, whatever's been happening behind the scenes at Tottenham. There's been lots of noise. But, you know, I've got to say this, this Spurs team over the last couple of weeks, despite all of the background noise, seem to have almost got themselves, you know, away from that, huddled themselves into a group and not allow any of that outside noise, which there's plenty of that, and a lot of it, I have to say, is justified, enter that training ground. Uh, Spurs Marco says, and I actually agree with this, Romero is a real issue, needs a temporary challenge to the opposition half. They're not necessarily, in most cases, we are fortunate it didn't cost us. I know Russ made that point at the very top of this show that arguably you could argue that first yellow card probably was a bit harsh, but um, I yeah. do agree, Romero in himself, the nature of him, the rashness, we can't afford that. You know, he's missing now for Spurs in a crucial game against Leicester City. I don't believe there's an option, of course, to actually have that reviewed because it was a second yellow and not a straight red. So Romero will definitely miss that game. 
Ross, if I can just come round to you, Pep Guardiola's just been out in his yeah. uh, press conference. And uh, yeah. listen, this is why we love doing Arsenal on Spurs, because we always try and bring the pressers into the uh, conversation. So Pep said on Spurs, they defend with nine players really well. The squad is fantastic. I think we always play really well against them. But for whatever reason, we cannot seem to score or win. He said, we started really well in the first 15 minutes until the goal. And after that, played a good first half. Second half, not as good. There were too many interruptions and we could not get any control of the game. We had our chances against a team that defend very, very well. Do you agree with that? And he also wanted to say two weeks ago, we were just able to come back from 1-0. Just this time of a different stadium and the interruptions, it wasn't meant to be. How do you take his comments for you there, Russ? Um... I think um, most of it is pretty accurate. I thought that uh, I, I thought I did think that Andy Madley, the referee, is that green band that mean a learner referee? Is it? No, from my understanding, I think we're. I think it's a, a weekend. I think we're. I, know, I think it's I'm the joking. festival. Of the... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rick. I don't. I don't. I don't get that, did I, Russ? What a big one! That's, um, <laughs> that's the late nights. You've got me. I didn't, there, I didn't the think the referee was great, and uh, you know he was. He was quite abusive, Guardiola, in the last sort of five or six minutes, including stoppage time. I, you know, I'm a reasonable lip reader, and he uh, was pretty abusive to Andy Madley. And I, I think that City probably had a case for one or two decisions going their way. And, and one or two of the free kicks that he gave, particularly in midfield against us, were absolutely laughable, I thought. Um, so that annoyed me when I was watching the game. Uh, but look, the reality is they're money bags. They're expected to win every game. And uh, they came up against uh, a team of very determined men who were definitely playing for... Uh, the manager, and I think they were actually playing for us, uh, the fans as well, because you know we've we've lost our patience with them a few times this season, and I think there has been a meeting, and uh, and I think they were playing for us too. So uh, you know, if he wants to play ballet football, uh, Pep Guardiola, he's not going to do it against uh, Tottenham Hotspur, and based no. on what I saw at the weekend, he's not going to be able to play that way against the likes of Everton. And what no. have you? So, uh, but it was interesting. Ricky did say uh, we're not even thinking about being champions. I'm getting battered, Russ. After you literally wheeled me in there, reeled me in. Ricky gets battered everywhere he goes. Ricky gets battered everywhere he goes. You know. I'm not sure that that, that to, to conclude my thoughts on Guardiola and City. I am not sure that they look right. I don't know what's the problem. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I can't that, put my finger on it. Don't know. Mm. Yeah, even today, though, Russ, just to let you come back on that point, you know, uh, De Bruyne starting on the bench, actually not coming on until very late yeah. in that game. Were you quite surprised, Russ, by the lineup yeah, by City? Yeah, yeah. Or I was. And Guardiola was asked about De Bruyne, wasn't he, before kickoff? And they yep. said, "Is it tactical?" And you just went, "Yeah, I think." He doesn't think De Bruyne has been uh, playing the way that he knows he can play. And that's his prerogative as a manager, yep. isn't it? Um, yep. And I think once Guardiola starts chopping and changing his illustrious personnel, and that includes people who are in that club who expect to play every game, then I think you create a few problems. And they, they do look like a team who are a bit shot shy. And I think defensively, City are not as good as they have been. And I think that's one of the reasons we managed to get at them so much yeah, today. Yeah, I agree. And actually should have had more than one goal. I mean, Harry could have had a two or three, couldn't he? That would have been lovely. Yeah. 
But look, we won one nil, and I'm absolutely over the moon about it because it's fantastic. We do. Do me a favour, Ross. Chuck me a green band for God's sake and save me here. Right, let's come around, Darren. Oh yeah, well, that's, that's true. Two on both arms here. Now uh, right, let's come around to you. Uh, interesting, Guardiola was reminded that Harry ta- Harry Kane team comment and said, "I'm not going to say the Harry Kane team won. Otherwise, Potch will be grumpy with me, and I don't want that." On behalf of Man City, I can say congratulations on this incredible milestone. He's an exceptional player. On Harry, just some really nice words there from Guardiola. We're going to come on to obviously Harry in a little bit of this show, but. Whatever overall for you there, Dale, accepting of the defeat. It sounds like they've got big problems there, City. Not taking anything away from our performance today. Yeah, City have got problems. If if you're on Man City TV, if you're watching it from the outside eye, they've got a lot of problems. Guardiola's making decisions that people can't understand. I feel that there's there's unrest in their squad. I think a lot of players have got a bit complacent, maybe, or they're, they're not enjoying the system anymore. Kind of what's maybe happening at Liverpool. That idea of you can maybe overstay your welcome a little bit and if you've not refreshed the squad enough, things can work. Also, from an outside eye looking in, it's like they don't know how to play with Haaland. And it may sound like a weird thing to say because there were certain moments in the game where they were nullifying what he was doing and making our lives really... They were played into our system really well. I think we worked out their their system very quickly. Our game plan was implemented beautifully. And I think, you know, just to go back on the Romero thing, he is going to be that player. I've said it here. I think we've all spoke about that passion. I don't want to nullify it. I will take this ban because we will have that. If we take his passion out of him, I think we lose the amazing defender that he is. When he chased down Haaland and went into their half and made the first tackle, what got the yellow card? Russ, I have to say, you're the only man who makes my voice seem like I'm high-pitched. I love your work. And um, when, when, <laughs> when Romero went through the back of Haaland, that tackle there, he got the yellow card, but it was more than that. He's going, you're not going to escape me. Run where you want. I am on you. And it, it sends messages to the back four, sends messages to the midfield. And that's what happened. Our whole back line went, we've got this. We're all over this. And that was beautiful to see. So I don't want to dampen that spirit. We'll lose him for the um, Leicester City game. But I want him to continue being that beast. And I think Spurs need that beast in our back line because he's going to be the person to implement himself on games. And when he needs to, he is going to get a booking. He is going to get a yellow card, red card here and mm. there. But we've just got to take it, gents. We've got to take it. I, I do hear what you're saying, Dale. Look, I, I agree that, you know, certain players, when Delhi was at his peak at Spurs, you couldn't afford to take the devil out of his game because if you did, we saw what the end result was. And I agree with Romero. He needs to have that, that edge, like you say. My, my only concern is that you know, there's been times, and I think, you know, Russ, again, I pick up what Russ said earlier, you know, he, he was unfortunate today with the first booking. But my worry is that I, I do think with Romero, we, we've seen it on time and time again, where that fine line in between rashness and composure is sometimes blurred with him. And my worry is that we're approaching, you know, now a period where we do need him. FA Cup, Champions League, big Premier League yeah. games. He's going to be a massive loss next week against Leicester. You know, that game now, Leicester obviously winning at the weekend for them, a great winner away at Villa. You know, he's going to be a big, big loss for us. And I think we've seen it before with Spurs. Centre-back wise, although we've seen Sanchez come in, he's captain, of course, for the FA Cup and put a good performance in. We're losing arguably in Romero, our best centre-back. However you want to dress that up, we can't get away yeah. from that. So, I think what? also, just to highlight a point, is he is still very young as he's, a centre-half. Yeah, he's and still I young. Think yeah. He's going to grow into that as well. Mm. And I think if we, as a, as a team, are relying solely on him in our back line, that yep. then points back to what we spoke about over a number of weeks about the investment. I feel that he needs to he needs to be able to be taken out at times. 
to go yeah. FA Cup game. We don't need Romero to go and batter um, uh, Wrexham or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah massively. Take agree. a game off. Yeah. And that's what we need to do. Yeah. Just to help him with that. Because as I say, like you said, that Deli Ali thing's a great point to remember. We don't yeah. want to dampen him because he is that beast that we need. Yeah, Russ, come back in there for us. Well, I, I just wanted to say, I don't know what our viewers think and what you think. I think there is a wider issue within the game uh, that the powers that be and the referees don't want it to really be the contact sport that we always used to love watching. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, we grew I agree up with, with and, I, and I think that's why we're seeing decisions where those of us who are slightly older than perhaps some of our younger viewers are just in, we're incredulous. that what? That's not a free kick. And I think we've got to be really careful because we do need blood and thunder games as well as beautiful games uh, because it's what English football is all about. Yep. And uh, I just felt today, and I've got nothing against Andy Madley, I just felt that he was a little bit whistle-happy personally, but that's my opinion. No, I, I do agree. And I, I think also, to pick up on that, Russ, I think City players sensed that and were appealing for literally anything in Spurs' six-yard box. Anything that was a block or a tackle or a shot, they were appealing. I think there was there must have been about four VAR checks that were being enforced yeah. because City were continuously appealing and appealing and appealing and got nothing. But there you go. I mean, if we go back around to your cracks, we had Christian Stellini come out for his post-match presser. Again, must just say a massive shout out to Christian Stellini. Uh, he took the training this week, you know, and again, this is a guy that has been Antonio's right-hand man. I think wherever he's gone to some degree, and it would have been difficult for him. Again, I'll make that point about Antonio. He's lost three close friends to him this year. Now he's had to go for an operation. Be difficult for the manager. I think it's difficult for any of the coaching staff to come together with a group of players to some degree that, look, They've got a form of an ego. You'd expect that. They're a group of players. You had Pedro Porro to that, who, again, is a big, big call to not play him today because you knew what would happen. Everyone knew what was going to happen today. The minute Emerson Royale's name was going to be read out at the start. And then you're going to have the crowd immediately on your back. But what I would say is the team was so well prepared, as Dow said there, the execution of the game plan for me was phenomenal. And he said after the game that I'm so glad, so happy to have the possibility to train all these players this week, these special players, this special team. And I want to say thanks to them and all the staff that helped around the players. Everyone pushed to another level. We spoke to Antonio in the dressing room. He was on the phone. He said he was very happy and gave compliments to everyone, especially Harry. He was very happy and he's giving all the day off tomorrow. And this is the beauty, isn't it? When results like that play into the hands of the players and it just settles down a little bit cracks that noise. And again, I just want to say this, because uh, again, there's been a few comments here. I'm not saying the noise is wrong. I'm not saying that because we all know there needs to be investment. There needs to be a backing of this team, a backing of this squad to take this squad to where we all want it to go. But all I'm saying is that there's definitely been, you've seen over the last few weeks, cracks. The group have come together. They have not worried about what's going on, on the outside and they focused on getting results. And Christian Stellini, for me, deserves a huge amount of credit for that, Cracks. Absolutely, Rick. While we all jump up and down and absolutely lose our minds on social media, the barrier's there. And these players are well-versed and they're, they're drilled in cutting out that noise. They, You know, they don't see it. Let, let, let's be honest. Most of those players don't run their own social media channels anyway. Somebody runs them for them. They're probably told, don't go near social media. Let us do it. You just concentrate on what you're doing and we'll get on with, like, you get on with what, what you're doing. But <clears throat> don't forget, these players will have a relationship with Stellini 
as well himself. As long as, uh, you know, along with Antonio Conte and Vetroni, that's very sadly passed away. So there's a group there anyway, you know, there's, there's Conte, but Stellini's a big part of that, you know. So they, they, they've all pulled together this week in training, all got together, um, you know, it literally was, let's go out there and do it for the gaffer. I, a little bit of me wonders whether we would have got that performance today if Conte was there. I mean, it's almost like it's, all, it's almost like Antonio's gallbladder has won us that game today, isn't it? Like, you know, it's <laughs> it literally is like, you know, thankfully he's had the op. Thankfully it's gone well. Thankfully, he's on the mend, and I look forward to him coming back and being in the dugout for Spurs for a long, long time because that's the man I want leading us. But that that happening this week has almost pulled the team together and they've gone, OK, let's go and do this for the gaffer today. Let's get out there. Let's go and do it. And, you know, the gaffer's going to surround himself with a team that, that, you know, that the players are going to love alongside of those, uh, alongside of Conte, you know. So, yeah, it's just they, they've pulled themselves out this week and gone, OK, he's not here, supply teachers in, but fair play, let's go and do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bladder out of somebody. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I, I make light of it, but I do now hmm. because he's well on the mend. Like, you yeah. know, when, when when it was said he was ill, well, like, John, you know, you was you're, like, you, have you, to say crap. you just wanted year. to wish him well. You're, oh, man. This guy's year, he's lost three close friends, it's one of them being a coaching been, staff member, and now he's had an operation. You know, you've got to say that. Tough. I think it's, again, it's, it's a great point tough. to make. Before we go for a yeah. break, coming over to you, Russ. You know, I think the, the problem is, as, as fans, we're so fixated on, obviously, our team because it's our team and we support them. But yeah. I think we don't realise as well, Russ, what is going on behind the scenes of a player, behind the scenes of a manager. You know, we're not privy to that. All we're seeing is, why is he not signing a new contract? Why is he not doing this change? Why is he making that? You know, we don't realise, Russ, what's going on behind the scenes and how this might have mentally affected him be- before the operation. That's right. I mean, you know, we see the shop window. We don't see the stock room. You're absolutely Spot right. On. Spot on. Um, and I think uh, Conte hasn't been right for two or three weeks. Though, you know, there hasn't been that enthusiasm that we all love. Um, you know, back in the day, you know, the fans would all be singing Antonio, Antonio, and he'd be clapping them in the middle of a game, jumping up and down. We haven't seen that for a few weeks, and obviously he's had a difficult time personally, but there's a fair chance um, that he hasn't been feeling tip-top, and none of us perform very well if, 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 you know, we're not feeling too good. I mean, we've just had a comment there. Somebody said that they had the same operation as Conte, and it's not a pleasant thing to go through before the surgeons get a hold of you, you know, which they've done, and it's really uh, important that he rests up and uh, I think he'll be back because he's that sort of, you know, Forza Antonio, he'll be mm. back before we probably even expect him. But, yeah. um, you know, your, to go back to your, your question to me, there is uh, there is things that goes on in the club and obviously there's a lot of unhappy uh, Spurs fans with um, the owners and Daniel Levy, uh, the chairman. My view is, 
for what it's worth, if anyone's interested, I'm, I suspect that if you went out for dinner with Daniel Levy, you would find him the most engaging company, a lovely fella. But as soon as the bill came and money was involved, you would get the thousand yard stare. And my understanding is he very, very much goes like that when money is mentioned. Uh, but my view is that Tottenham have spent an awful lot of money over the last few years. My issue with it is the due diligence on a fair amount of those players who we bought in and spent an awful lot of money on. And I'd, I'd even go right the way back to when Gareth Bale left and we had the 100 million, 110 million. On the uh, Magnificent Seven, the Beatles. Yeah, that's, that's right. Awesome. And Christian Eriksen was the only one really who worked out. Yeah. Well, so even even Russ as well. If you, I want you to come back in on this as well. Even this, the window now we had under Jose. There's one player left with Hoybier. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, you know, I, I do, I do think I understand the frustrations. I share a lot of the frustrations with Enoch. Um, but I think if you're going to be fair, if you want to dish out the dirt at them, you have to look at the amount of money that they've spent, let alone what they've delivered in terms of a stadium. Um, and I'm not president of their fan club at all, uh, but it is the due diligence on the players that has been simply appalling over too many years. And uh, and that is where it's got to change. Yeah, I've got to say there's loads of, again, agreement in the comments here. And um, before we go for our first break of the show, there's over a thousand plus of you watching us live. So can I just say again, massive, massive thank you for all of your incredible support for last one on Spurs. We are here a bit later than usual, but look, we do anything for the heart, man. We love the heart, man. The heart, man, bless him, has been in and around the globe for him. He's been, listen, this, this man, I don't, I don't want to tell you where he's been. He's been all around the world doing last one on Spurs, and we always make it work. Um, just going to read out some of the listener statements that we've had in. Before I do, just going to share the stats of today, and um, which, again, were fairly interesting. Um, you can see there, Spurs won Manchester City nil, 12 shots to the 15, three shots from Spurs, five for City, 19 fouls committed in Tottenham's favour, the 14 for City, the four yellow cards, the one for City, the one red card we know, of course, Christian Romero. Um, offsides, there's a couple there for Tottenham, just the one for Manchester City. Possession's an interesting one because you do wonder there, uh, Spurs 36%, City 64 You would arguably say any other home game, that would be deemed completely unacceptable. But because it's Manchester City and Spurs win, we'll take it. And I thought the XG one was absolutely fascinating there. 1.62, Jason McGovern's favourite. 1.62 in Spurs' favour. City 0.95. And can I just add this as well, which I thought was absolutely unbelievable. City have created 9.79 XG without scoring at the new Tottenham Spurs Stadium in both the Premier League and the Champions League. And this is the most beautiful one of today. Erling Haaland has accumulated 0.00 XG against Tottenham throughout that whole game. So for Jason, that was for you, Jace. That was the XG. I hope you don't mind me saying that out there. Look, loads of listener questions, statements come in. I'm going to read out a few. We've had come in G underscore division who says, why can't we part this every week? They're already talking it down as City being poor, but we got them all game and deserved the win. Two cup competitions left. If we play like this, we've got an absolutely decent shout. Jemmy Mars says, 16 games left to go. And for the first time it felt in ages that we played with cohesion and positivity. I hope we've turned that corner at last. Ben Taylor says, one excellent performance for 90 plus minutes. Slightly disappointed to not see the new signings, but perhaps their presence alone contributed to the improved performances now. We have those competition for places. And we're going to discuss that bench in a second, because my word, the bench today... Although we get disappointed to not see Porro, the bench 
you know, you can see now we're getting stronger and stronger. James Land said, after considering go after go over the last two, three months, we've now kept three clean sheets. Is that just luck or have we purely turned the corner? Well, James, hopefully we've answered that question for you. So much love for Emerson Royale here. My God, we've got about 60 questions in and Emerson Royale's got the majority of them. Uh, David Lynch says, Emerson was magnificent. Brilliant performance. Best of the season. Kendall Nichols says, where has this Emerson been? Also, Jack Grealish, the way he bodied him was absolutely superb. Darren Blake says, what a performance from the team. Every player can hold their heads high. They did all their jobs. They played how we want them to play. Let's be on this now. Emerson, the machine, must have felt Porro breathing down his neck. It is about competition. What we are going to do, we are going to go for our first break of the show for our listeners that are on audio. Take you into that break. You're going to hear from a delighted Christian Stellini who gives you his reaction to Spurs beating Manchester City by one goal to nil and he being a massive, massive part of that reason. Yeah. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It was, a, it was a tough week and we have to, to do a great compliment to all the players, all the staff. It was a, a tough week because uh, we, we've lost Antonio this week. We, will have, uh, we hope uh, we will have Antonio next week. Uh, Antonio will be back uh, very happy because uh, all the staff, everyone, uh, made a great job. Has he been on the phone yet? Yeah, no. We spoke. Uh, what did he say? He said compliment to all the team and especially to Harry for the record. And uh, everyone is happy. And he he gives uh, a day off uh, to all the team. And uh, it's fine. And Antonio was uh, really emotional. What do you think was the key in the victory today? What did you have to do? What did you get right, do you think, that brought about the victory? We, the, the, the key was uh, the capacity to suffer when uh, City has the ball. We know very well that when we play against, this, against the, this team, we have to suffer because they are a good team with the ball. But to, we have the capacity to suffer a lot and to move well in the defensive uh, situation. And we defend the goal uh, uh, in a brilliant way. And, uh, and so this is the key. Was it a big half-time team talk as you, for you, because of what happened at the Etihad a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we we knew very well that uh, in that game we lost uh, our our key, our capacity to suffer. We lost uh, last time, and we spoke about uh, this situation, and we spoke about uh, to be angry, to be uh, to live uh, and and to. 
to gain to to reach this target we need to suffer more we need to to fight on every jewels every tackle and for a, a long because when you score and you you are winning against the city city as a the they they can play with a, a great pace and you have to be strong you have to be well organized in the defensive situation and we cover very well the space a very very special moment today for harry kane as he became tottenham hotspur's all-time leading goal scorer in major competitions can you give us an idea an appreciation that you as part of the coaching staff and the rest of the squad have for him his ability and his personality harry kane harry kane in his uh, dna he has football he understands football in every moment he can play in every position he's a top scorer but he's a he's a goat in this uh, in this league he's a goat in this uh, sport he's a player that live and you can smell football when hurricane speak when hurricane touch the ball when hurricane uh, work is a is a great uh, example it's been a fabulous day all round for Tottenham Hotspur. Let's finish there with you personally. How much did you enjoy it, the whole thing? I enjoy a lot uh, because uh, the, today our responsibility, my responsibility and the staff responsibility was very high and uh, it's not easy without uh, your gaffer to, to organise uh, all the week. And, but we, we, we did very well, very well. A lot of compliments to all the staff. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This podcast will kill me, quite frankly, it will kill me. Um, the team ahead of this game, the Spurs reverted back to the same team that beat Fulham 1-0 last Monday. Conte, as we know, was remaining in Italy after recovering from his operation. So Christian Stellini named that team to face Man City. In terms of the team, uh, Pedro Porro, Arnold Danjuma, both on the bench. And for the first time in a long, long while, Conte has had a full, or should I say Stellini and Conte, but a full team to pick from. Emerson Royale keeping his place. And as we said, the reaction pre-kickoff to after tells you everything you need to know. Ben Davis getting a nod over Clement Longley at left wing back with Ivan Perisic chosen ahead of Ryan Sessignon. And we understand it was unlikely that Porro would have started anyway. We understand he's been suffering from a bit of a cold this week. He's been under the weather. Few bug noises actually around the camp, as reported by the wonderful Ali Gold, who kept us up to date with that. Uh, Rashardson was back in the actual squad after successfully recovering from that adductor problem. Lucas Moura finally returning back to training and also Pat Matasar as well. So that team read Luis Romero, Dyer, Davis, Emerson, Benson, Corhoivier, Perisic, Kulizewski, Kane and Son. With that bench of Forster, Sanchez, Longley, Sessignon, Poro, Basuma, Skip, Richardson, Danjuma. Cracks, honestly, when you saw the team, what was your immediate thought? 
Well, Rick, if you're on to your graphics, man, can you please put Royal up as Emerson Aparecido Lite de Souza Jr.? Please give him his full name. I know he'll come halfway down the screen with it. <laughs> so, do you know how much it's cost me per letter? I'm not, I can't do the back of the shirts like Pedro Porras got his name on the back. I bet Daniel Levy wishes that people would actually buy a royal shirt with his whole name on there, wouldn't he? Has anyone spotted that? I think it's a fiver per letter. He's charging you by the letter. It is, it is, yeah. This is why Spurs never bought Edu and why we offered to pay £100 million for Jan Venegor of Hesselink. Because, oh my God. because you're gonna you're gonna get another seventy five pounds on the back of, of every shirt. <laughs> Jan Venegor has a link. His name is on my shirt. It cost a bob or two. 50 quid more than they do. Here goes Jan Venegor of Hesse Link. La 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 la. <laughs> There's a little song, song I made up. There you go. <laughs> oh man. Well, look, the, the, the big talking point was Royale over uh, Pedro Porro, wasn't it? It, it? it really was. That, that's what we was all looking at. The rest of the team kind of picks itself. Um, so, you know, Hoybier, Benton Kerr, of course, Kulazewski, Kane, Son, um, Davis, Dyer, Romero. But it was that Royal Porro, um, and, and, we all, and we all bought into it. We all went. Oh, head in hand. No, 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 no. Why not? Why not give the crowd a bounce? It's a new player. In he comes. But as we found out, the, the, the boy wasn't feeling like 100%, was he? So out comes Royal, despite all the stick. And uh, wow. Like, you know, it was just, he was, he was fantastic today. Absolutely fantastic. The, the, the rest of the team, it, it speaks for itself. Loris again today, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Didn't put a foot wrong, you know. And he, another one, he's come under some immense pressure, some unbelievable stick. And today he was spot on, absolutely spot on. So look, what do we know? Like <laughs> on social media, gathering around here to talk about it, it just shows that really. We we don't know what goes on on the training ground week yeah. in week out. We don't know what goes on within that inner circle. So maybe sometimes before a shot's fired in anger, we should just maybe pull off a little bit. I can't believe Rick. This is football again for you. I've got to fifty three years old, a father of four kids, and I'm still losing my rag before a ball's even kicked. Yeah. Because yeah. of a lineup, I've not been. You know, I live two thousand miles away from from the training ground. Let alone there every day watching what's going on. Let let those people that the experts pick the team, mm. do what they need to do, yeah. and if it doesn't work out, then have something to say about it. I really do need to start. You know, I, I, today's game has really given me a lot of naval gazing, to be honest. And I keep thinking to myself, do you know what? Before the game, I'm on the WhatsApp group and I'm going, oh, really? Oh, come on, new player. Get him on the pitch. We don't know what's going on. We've done oh, it with so, Conte, yeah. haven't we, as well? We've yeah. gone, he's lost it. 
He ain't jumping up and down. He's not beating his chest. He's the not players aren't down. playing for him. This They're not football. playing for him. He's yeah. not diving into the crowd when we score. The poor man's in absolute agony with his gallbladder. Yes. You know, yeah. all these things. We don't know what's going on. So maybe just look, just we all need to do it. We all need to take a bit of a breath. And today's team, guess what, Rick? Those 11 players, that wasn't 11 players. That was a team. They played as a team. That was men. That was men today. Yeah, of course. Bravery. Bravery. Yes. If you get that team thing going, if you can get the 11 coming together, sometimes, just sometimes, they're more than the sum total of their parts, aren't they? Everton showed it yesterday. We showed it today. So, look, uh, you know, a life lesson. Every day's a school day. Even when you get to an old man like me, look, with white hair, look, white hair. Look at that hair. Look. White hair, and I'm still learning every day to try yeah. and be a better person and just you, go, okay, let's see, let's see what the day brings us before we start giving him a kick in. You do, you do know you'll be back here after Leicester going ballistic when he's picked <laughs> 11. I'll be conning out when we lose. Don't worry yeah, about that. Don't worry about that. We'll be, we'll be screaming and shouting. Russ, if I can come round to you, I think it is time. We're, we're 49 minutes in. It is Harry Kane time. We have to make okay. it Harry Kane time. Look, a first half where, quite honestly, I think, you know, it was a... Again, many would say it was a tactical battle. I think we said it at half-time. Spurs were really implementing the game plan ever so well. That They genuinely were, yeah. you know, City just could not get into that game. And it felt, I would say that for a team that have lost, I think, four of their last five at home in Spurs, you wouldn't have thought that today. There was, a, as I said, that word bravery on the ball. And I said the same thing with Everton on the Saturday. Sort of keep going back to this, that every player today, for me, knew their jobs. There was a structure. There was a discipline. There was an actual belief that going out onto that field, I feel like I'm talking like Darren here. Um, <laughs> there was a genuine belief that we would go out there and put a performance in. But Harry Kane, Russ, the leader of him, was he just made for this occasion? Russ, was it always going to yeah. be this game? The record going to be broken? I, absolutely. I, I, think, I think he was always going to do it at home. And, uh, I mean, I had a little flutter on Kane to score and under two and a half goals. Ka-ching. Thank you very much. Uh, but it's go. not about me. It's about Harry Kane and his uh, record. And uh, he'll keep scoring goals for us as long as he stays. And, you know, he really is one of our own. And, uh, you know, he got his first goal against Sunderland, didn't he, all those years ago. And and here he is still banging him in against, uh, you know, who you guys think are the best football team in the world, Manchester City. Absolutely delighted for him. He's a credit to the game of football. He's a credit to our club. He's a credit to his country. He's a credit to his family. I mean, he is absolutely unbelievable family man as well. Uh, he's got lovely kids, beautiful wife. Uh, you know, he's never out, you know, drinking champagne and falling over in gutters. He, he is Mr. Spurs, as King Hoddle said there. And uh, to beat Greavesy, it was just amazing for us. Uh, it, it is a massive, massive uh, achievement for him. And, uh, you know, we're all so happy for him. And yeah. and he was really happy as well. And, you know, you've got to give it a Hoiberg for holding off that challenge. Oh. Well, two challenges, you know, and, and getting the ball to Harry. And, 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 and he put it in. And I did notice today, incidentally, I don't know if you guys did, Hoiberg 
was far more forward than Bentoncourt was. And it's normally the other way around, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I did think if we had two Bentoncourts and a Hoiberg, uh, we really would be something in midfield. But maybe Biss well, is going to You know, Russ, I mean, I've got to present this show, so I just couldn't be there. You know, it's one of those things I did want to. But after I couldn't let you down on you on the 18th hole. I couldn't have done that to you and gone off and done the done the game and then come back. No. This is not enough time, Russ. This is not enough time. No, this is not a real dog, by the way. <laughs> okay, Paddy? The clues in the name pad. What I love about this show outside the door. For for all the listeners, they have no clue what goes on when it is on YouTube. So just to give just to give some corner my little place where I am. Yeah, we're gonna give some context. Uh, Russ has got a dog in the corner. It's actually not a dog, and Paddy's just kind of alerted Russ that it's not moved for the past fifty minutes. But uh, Russ has just again remind us: don't panic. Dog is fine. It's yes. the ornament. And it's a pretty good looking ornament as well, I've got to say. Um, now, yeah. where do we go on the show? Joe, got a, someone good, will listen, someone will contact me at some point. Contact me if you wish. We're gonna get a bloopers cut up, the 2021-2022 yeah. bloopers. We're not doing the conference league of last season. Contact <laughs> me, we'll get that together. There'll be lots of it in there, probably from Darren Hartman, most of it. Dow, Harry Kane, he now stands alone as Tottenham's record goal scorer. And as Russ alluded to there, uh Hoybier, the actual high pressure up the pitch to win the ball back, then running forward to force the mistake from City. Kane then burying it, 2-6-7. Dale, how proud are you? In, how proud are you of that achievement and the way he's gone about that? Like every Spurs fan, I'm over the moon for the man. It's He deserves it. We, we willed every shot he took. We were willing every ball into the back of the net today and he deserved it. And for what he's given as a servant to the club and the fact that we've not always been great while Harry's been there and he's had many an opportunity to go elsewhere and people have been in his ear going, you can do this, you can do that. But no, he stays and he's here and he's, he was meant to be a one-season wonder, but the man continues to score season after season. He is definitely 100% one of our own. And just to, to go left, to go right with this, when we spoke about the performance today, right from minute one, I know people spoke about City and how they played, but our system was beautiful today and executed beautifully, like absolutely beautifully. What you saw today, the press was done well. When you spoke about Hoiberg being so far forward, he was taking up the role that he does when he plays for Denmark. Bentoncourt was being the man breaking the lines with his passes. The guy's phenomenal at that. But what we did is that we were so organised in our press. We moved as a unit around the pitch. It, it was a beautiful textbook version of what Conte's been trying to do. One thing that played into our hands, which Spurs fans may not have been thinking about, what I did today. It's the first time in a long while we've had a whole week to prepare for a game. And when we have a whole week, this is the Spurs we get. And it's bringing that into our, our new system now of playing two games a week because we looked so ready. And I think that was the beautiful thing about it. Every man for man was ready. The tactics were ready. They were clear. They were energised. We've got a full squad back. We haven't had that in a while. That's why when you're opening question today, Rick, about is this the turning curve? Is this the moment that we kick on and project and go forward? With everything now, the cards are lining the way they have. Let's believe it, Spurs fans. Let's put our energy into that. Because today is Harry's day, St. Harry's day. But today could also be the dawn of the Spurs that we've been calling back for a while. And hopefully the squad stays together and keeps going the way it's going. Yeah, amen, Dal. So much that, amen. Cracks just to bring you in on Harry. Look, I mean, you've you've been wizardry about him on this show. You've also been honest in time, said, you know, Harry, there's been occasions where maybe he could have stepped up today. He has Mm. done that. That record is broken. 
Um, Hoybier, a massive part in helping that record to be broken. He punches the air, 267. A lovely, actually, screen um, we saw in the stadium saying, Congratulations, Harry, with almost a kind of montage of the celebrations mm. of Harry throughout the years. I've got to say, that was beautifully done from Tottenham. You know, we criticise the club a lot for what they do wrong. But I thought that was class and that, that was brilliant the way the club did that. It was a lovely moment for Harry. And to echo what Russ said there, you know, that guy comes from, you can see a decent family, proper Spurs, proper Spurs. The kids are built, brought up lovely. He's got a lovely wife. I think he's like us, right? And this is the hard thing where it was difficult in that period wanting to join Man City because I think as fans, I think we had enough of supporting the club to some degree after Nuno came in. But we're Spurs fans. We can't go anywhere. For Harry, it's hard. I think for what he's given to Tottenham, He's so deserving of something more than just being the club's record goal scorer. He wants the trophies. And I, I genuinely do mean this for Harry, that there's no doubt about it, Cracks, that winning it with Tottenham will mean so, so much more than winning yeah. it anywhere yeah. else. Then United, yeah. then City, then Liverpool. You know, you can't put into words what it would be, what it would be to win it at Tottenham, would it, Cracks? A trophy no. for what he's done. It's, uh, I mean, beating the record today, uh, Rick and everybody, um, you know, he takes over from Jimmy Greaves, and I I never saw Greavesy play, but my dad did. And my dad, uh, I love him to death, but he can be a curmudgeon old sod over things. And you mentioned the name Jimmy Greaves to him, and he goes all misty-eyed. I mean, that that's that's where he gets my dad, right here, right in the heart, Jimmy. Um <clears throat> I've I've got to know Jimmy's son Danny. Um, you know, been out for a couple of beers and done some events for the Jimmy Greaves Foundation. And um, you know, the whole family is so utterly, utterly proud of Jimmy and everything that he achieved at Tottenham Hotspur. And do you know what? I think the only plaudit I can um, really pay to Harry Kane is I couldn't think of a nicer human being to take over that record. Not just a footballer, a person as well. Um, so, like, Spot on. Uh, Spot on. it really is, you Spot know, on. it's it's not all about football. Sometimes it's about the person as well. And, you know, I, I grew up, like, I was in Essex before I moved to Lanzarote and Harry lived around Essex and Chinkford and you get to know people that knew him and I had a friend that lived next door, but one to him. And you hear stories about what he's done for people, what he does for charities, you know, Orient sponsorship of their shirts, all of this, everything like that, not just his ability on the football pitch, but everything he does as a person, as a human being, as a family man, feeds into everything. And you know what? I couldn't think of a better person to take over from uh, Jimmy than Harry Kane. Really is. Not the footballer, just the person, just the man. He does everything. He's he's proper. He's a nice guy. He's a family man. You know, everything that goes. I know all that, all that went on, you know, around him wanting to maybe leave. And, you know, it's it's one of those things. That's football. You've got to separate Harry Kane growing up a Tottenham fan away from Harry Kane and his football career. They have Absolutely. to be, Spot you have to separate to. them. You, you have do. to, you, you know, yeah. and, and do you know what? If he does go somewhere else eventually and he wins a couple of bits, fair play to him because mm. 
you know, that won't stop him being a Spurs fan or the Kane family being a Spurs family. Agreed. But he has to go and do his career justice. It's as yeah, it has to win. He has yeah. to win something, doesn't he? It no, would be. Yeah, it would exactly. be a tr- you know, We say about players. It's often. work, Rick. It's yeah. work. I do legends nights. If yeah. you offer me a night going to work with Arsenal players, I go and do it. You know, I, I, but that doesn't make me any less of a Spurs fan. Mm. Oh, but I'll go and do a legends night, and I'll go and do that with just as much intense and vigor and enjoyment as I would do in a Spurs night because people yeah. have paid good money to come along and to hear from their heroes. You have to separate yeah. who you are as mm. a person from yeah. your career. So, yeah. like, listen, I, I really, I really am pleased for Harry. And he's a fine man to take over from Jimmy as our all-time top uh, top goal scorer. He, he's he's a proper proper good nice guy. So and then add in that he's actually some footballer because oh. I wouldn't swap him out for Haaland. That's probably I, another I, I another pulled it. Yeah, again, this is one of those him. things where you know I say this. You know, many people that are football fans do not actually see what Harry brings as a player. You know, again, he's one, yeah. and I want to just say, for me, he's one of the best parts of the game that I see. I'm not going to sit here and say I watch every club. I watch Match of the Day every week. It doesn't make me an expert, but I can only see from what I see that this guy's vision is incredible. You know, he's experienced. He reminds me a lot of Teddy Sheringham when I was growing up watching Teddy. Football mm-hmm. brain, absolute football yeah. brain. I mean, Russ, to bring yeah. you in there, just want to get your thought on that, Russ. How hard is that, Russ, to be able to separate the two, like Crack says there, the player, as in, as in, as a, as a footballer, his own career ambitions, and the actual fact of being a Spurs fan supporting him. How hard is that, Russ, to differentiate from the two, in your opinion? Um, it must be, yeah, I think it must be um, pretty hard. I mean, I would love him to, love for him to win something with our football club. And, um, you know, the, the portents um, for this season are pretty good. If we played like we played today, in the FA Cup. I mean, I think we have to be realistic at the moment. Champions League is probably a no-no for us and the Premier League. But that isn't to say that over the next 18 months, we couldn't with two central defenders who are top quality coming in next summer. It's an absolute must. And one or two others uh, actually mount a challenge, you know, because we proved today that City, as good as they are, we can match them. And um, we know that, <clears throat> excuse me, every other team in the league is is beatable if we've got the right personnel. And I, I you know, but to go back to your initial question, you know, it, it must be so hard. I mean, if he ever did sit down and agonise whether he was going to leave Spurs uh, because of his uh, being a big fan, I think it would be an almost impossible decision for him. And he must have thought that when City came in for him. And I think that was probably the time that if he was going to go, he'll go. I hope. Uh, I mean, the club have got to literally, as one of our viewers said, move heaven and earth to keep him and convince him um, that Spurs is is the football club for life for him. Uh, But if Antonio Conte goes, I think that becomes a really difficult conversation that may be a step too far. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's an interesting Whereas debate. It, 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 it's Rick, one in which... Rick, oh, I, yeah. I want the football club to step up to the standards that Harry Kane and Antonio Conte 
yeah. set for themselves. That's it. Their, their personal, their personal standards of what is what should be in football. Yeah. And if the football club matches Harry Kane's and Antonio Conte's ambitions, yeah. coupled in with the great things the club have done, we've said this already around the stadium, around the training ground, and everything else step your football standards up to Antonio's and Harry's, yeah. then we've got some football club. We have we've got some football club. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just, yeah. I look, again, absolutely echo those thoughts. Many as well actually echoing them. Dale, just to bring you in here just on Kane. Um, you know, it was actually a truly beautiful moment at the end there. You know, we saw the Stadium United in celebration with Kane. Actually, and as Cracks mentioned there, the um, the son of uh, Jimmy Greaves, Danny, was on the field with him. Kane actually gave a lovely, um, you know, speech to the fans. We actually saw a lovely video message from um, Danny, and it was bit being mobbed by watching his Spurs teammates. It was actually a lovely moment. I think, again, hopefully there'll be an opportunity. I'm sure Spurs will upload that to Spurs play. But when I look at his stats, Dow, you know, you know, the argument of that fact that he once was a one-season wonder, you go back 14-15 season, 31 goals, five assists. Um, 15-16 season, 28 goals, two assists. 16-17 season, 35 goals, seven assists. 17-18 season, 41 goals, four assists. 18-19 season, 24 goals, six assists. 19-20, 24 goals, two assists. 20-21, 33 goals, 17 assists. 21-22, 27 goals, 10 assists. I mean, now we're talking about a player here. We laughed and joked and said one season wonder. This has been consistent over seven to eight seasons. And the run rate is going. He is going to be the Premier League's all-time goal scorer. So do we need just to appreciate the player that we've got here before our eyes in what he's achieving in the modern era that I don't think it will be done again? I, You know, I, I said this again, Russ and Cracks will come in on this as well. I do not know how a player in this modern era will ever get to Kane's records when you think he's got to dedicate seven to eight years at the club minimum. You know what? It's such an interesting debate, right? Because... When you think about Harry Kane, when I think about Harry Kane, I think there is no disputing that this man should be in the conversation when you talk about the quality of player that is around now. He is in the elite bracket. Of all the strikers out there, he is in that very fine elite bracket. See how small my hands are? That elite bracket. That's where he is. And I think people, football fans, away from Spurs, like to try and cloud, diminish, pull down his achievements because... He hasn't won anything with Spurs. He's, he, and I keep hearing, his trophy cabinet at home is empty. Let's just be real. This man has won Golden Boot, Hair, World Cup. Man in the match here. Now he's Tottenham's all-time goal scorer. He'll be, ultimately, he'll get the all-time goal scorer in the Premier League. This man is not short of accolades. He's not short of trophies. We're talking about something for his personal self. To go, I want to do this for this club. That's the personal achievement that he wants to give us as fans. When you're not a Spurs fan, you're missing a picture. If you look at Haaland and you look at the strikers that are there, you look at Salah in the league and you will give them the world-class tag and you won't put it on Harry Kane, you are deluded. You are absolutely deluded. This man will be watching his highlight reels for many, many years to come. We'll be passing this down generations to come. He will be what young players will mould their game on. There is that thing of Project Mbappe. There will be Project Kane. Because as Crackers quite rightly highlighted, he is a role model for how to live your life on and off the pitch. He adapted his game to make himself more involved in a game. Let's think about Haaland today. 
people have spoke about Harlan not getting the service. The balls weren't going to him. He's making runs and he's not getting the ball. Bring on De Bruyne. He will find Harlan. He still doesn't get the goal. Don't get me wrong. People go, but Hartman, he's scored a bag of goals. I'm not disputing that. But I'm saying with Kane's position, Kane has scored 17 goals this season in a Spurs team that we keep talking about has no creative midfielder. So this man is creating for others and himself. This man is scoring consistently high numbers. And yep. people here want to go, he's not world-class. Listen, if he ain't world-class, I don't know football. I should start watching cricket with, with NFL clothes on and start cheering Yankees like I'm watching Yorkshire. I should be that confused <laughs> because the man is world-class. He should be given the plaudits he deserves. And oh. I will argue on any platform with anybody if they're telling me that he's not. I'm Rick, there for it. Rick, I love Har Harland is a striker. Harry Kane is a footballer. That's the Look one that you should be clipping people. Honestly, clip that one. Clip that one. Honestly, Harry Kane. You know, we could sit here and talk about Harry and, and, and rightly so. I mean, we must just say before we go for our next break, absolute credit to Pierre-Emile Hoybier. You know, he seems to have copped a lot of stick again recently. Um, but boy, did he cover some ground today. I, I've got to say, not only with the Harry Kane moment, but uh, we'll all come on to obviously Pierre in a bit more detail, but, you know, to make that goal what it was, and it was actually very similar to the Kulisevsky goal at the, em at the Etihad a couple of weeks ago when Benzikor pressed Rodri into an error. And again, this is about, you know, executing a game plan. Without Antonio Conte being there, you have to give credit to the coaching staff that have implemented that moment. That has been forced. It's not been created. It's been forced to some degree by the pressing of our players. And I said this time and time again with Tottenham, that we are, for me, at our best when we impose that high level of pressing. And I think that's what gets the fans absolutely motivated. You saw that today, that the fans from minute one, forget the outside noise for a second, everybody in that stadium were focusing on Spurs. Not Arsenal, not anything else, but Spurs. Spurs to win no matter what. I can tell you that, you know, 100%, there was a sustained, dedicated focus on everybody in that stadium being there for the players, being behind Emerson Royale, being behind Pierre-Mir Hoybier, being there for Harry Kane. And I'll say this again, that when the fans come together in that stadium, it creates a special atmosphere that, for me, cannot be replicated in any other ground. And it Absolutely. just shows if we can create that atmosphere, you know, week in, week out when we're there, anything is possible. And we've seen this time and time again. Now, I'd say this so many times. You know, as a fan base, we are so much better when we're together. We understand, we recognise it needs to be changed. No one gets away from that. But again, you have to see what can happen when we come together. So I think I want to make that point. But what we are going to do, we I'm are going to go for our next break. Though. Thank you so much, Russ. We are going to go for our next break of the show for our listeners on audio. Taking this that break, you're going to hear from a delighted Harry Kane. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavour and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We know we're very soon coming up to Love Island. We're battling Love Island now. <laughs> it is that time. And I'll when say you going to you, on, Rick? <laughs> well, if it's crackers, we'll be on there next week. <laughs> and I will say what I say to all my mates get it backed up on the ITV catch up cracks. What do you reckon? Never mind you watching Love Island. We've also found out this evening not only are you a Love Island fan, which I let slip to the audience last oh, week. Oh, you did. You've got two Wi Fi's, Rick. I'll tell you what, Rick. I'll tell you what, Crackers is in Lanzarote tonight, and the Spaniards want all the Brits out of Lanzarote. He's in his den. There could be a SWAT team coming in any moment. Any moment. I could get get deported. I could be on a Ryanair in the next hour because apparently Lanzarote doesn't want any Brits coming to visit anymore. Oh, I tell you, I tell you. You know what I love is this show can take you anywhere. Quite literally, this show, the guests we have on here, they take you anywhere, any country, any place, you name it, you're going to be there. I tell you. Um, look, we're going to discuss some of the some of the performances there, but before we do, just to kind of encapsulate the rest of that game, uh, Bentancur Romero both went into the book for clattering Lewis and Harland. I mean, maybe some would say fair enough on both accounts. I know Russ there, you firmly defended the point with Romero. You didn't think that was a first book in? Russ. Yeah, and I don't think Bentancur's yellow card was a yellow card either. And actually, Gary Neville, who knows a lot more about football than I do, also said he didn't think it was a yellow card. No contact thing again. I don't like mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think you you said this to us at the very start. There does seem to be that issue now where you get certain referees that let the game play. Others, there's continual disruption and flow. But uh, do you know what? in a weird, perverse way, Russ, I don't know if you agree that maybe the interruption seemed to help Tottenham because it didn't allow City to yeah. get into their flow. Is that how you felt as well, Russ, throughout that game? Certainly, certainly in the last 20 minutes or so. I mean, mm. uh, we were, you know, as you called it earlier, it was S. Hauser <laughs> even in the first half, you know, and and we're, we're very good at it. And it upset Guardiola. Even yeah. he was screaming and shouting and swearing at the referee from the touchline. How did he get a yellow card, by the way? Yeah, it's okay about- because he's Pep, you see. Anybody yeah. else like Antonio be booked, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm afraid, gentlemen. And, and I must just say, I totally agree. For those that listen on audio, just to be clear, Crackers did say two Wi-Fi's, not two wives, because I can currently see my wife right now chucking down uh, the remnants of what was left of my clothes beforehand <laughs> in a wardrobe that I did actually enjoy. And I have got a second child coming in the space for a couple of weeks, so you know I would like to see be at the birth if possible. If it was Crackers will be here, don't worry to guide you through what will be left of this show come the end of it and my life in tatters. But there you go. As long as everyone's had a good time at my expense, enjoy it. <laughs> now let's come over to you. Um, so Romero being booked, some would say that's almost like a trademark tackle, but look, it's 
listen, Romero being Romero, we are going to talk about him because essentially we've seen with him that he's got to control that. He has got to control that. But I, I can I relate that point that going into half time, the atmosphere in that stadium was superb. And also, I've got to say, Dad, if you saw it, that um, Christian Cellini almost replicated Conte on the bench. He was kicking every ball. He was punching. He was fist. Honestly, it was great to see. Stellini being that animated. And I think for those that have been worried that maybe Conte and Stellini and the coaching staff to some degree maybe have lost their lost less lost their love of Tottenham. I mean, they were fighting today, Dow, and I'm sure you're gonna agree they were fighting for the manager and they were fighting for each other. They were it, it was a beautiful team performance, as I highlighted earlier. And I think what really excited me, you said about the fans today. I think the fans have been great. When we switched on to being a part of Dispers and not worrying about the business, we're we're phenomenal. Away we've been great. And today was great. And I think I spoke at the beginning about there were moments, key moments. In that first half, I think within the, the first eight or nine minutes, some picked up the ball at the edge of our box and just charged through City. And that was what Sun always does to them. And for everyone in the stadium and at home, we was like, here it is. We're up for this. We're on this. I don't think I've ever seen City play anybody and do what they had to do today. The amount of times... Our press, because it wasn't a full press. We weren't pressing all the time. It was organised. And it kept making City go backwards. And the amount of times it ended up going back to their keeper. And I was like, this is beautifully executed. We shut down every hole. It was superb. And the fans were seeing it. Also, our back line, because of the way City played, we were smart enough to go, you know what? We don't need to hold a back three. We can put Dyer in front. So Dyer and Bentico were playing pretty much at the midfield too. So they were picking up Silva. They were shutting down the spaces. So then that gave Hoybier the licence to be further forward. It was just a superbly executed game plan. But that comes from great coaching. But also, as Kratz always said, football's played up here. The intelligence of those players today to stay switched on to the game plan for 90 plus minutes showed what the quality of those players are. This is the same point we were last season when the kick-on happened. So let's keep that in our minds. This is where Spurs started to click. Great point. Let's go again. You're spot on, Dow, and you're right there. It was just literally after that window shut and there was almost an immediate sustained belief we're going to go and do that. And, and let's hope you're absolutely right because, um, look, based on today, if that's what we're judging it on, you know, we really, really hope that is the case as Dow. For those that are listening on audio, it gives us almost a praying feature that that is the case. Uh, Cracks coming around to you. Again, you mentioned this earlier about mentality and football that, you know, Spurs in the last 17 first halves against teams who aren't Man City, three goals scored, 12 conceded. Spurs in the last two first halves against Man City, three goals scored, none conceded. What is it about City? What It's just a bonkers, bonkers team, isn't it? This, this, this like, home form for Spurs against City, just remarkable. How do you make that up, Cracks? It's all Ricky Villa's fault, isn't it? He, <laughs> he, 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 he set the tone, didn't he? Ricky Villa done it to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's as simple as that. It's, you know, you look at today and as much as you applaud it, you think to yourself, do you know what? If we'd done that to Arsenal today, we we would have probably done something again, uh, against them. We really would have. Um, I, I just don't know, Rick. I don't know. I, I don't think you could ever explain it. And it's also why we all love football, as I said at the top of the show, because it's chaos, because it's played between the ears as much as it is with, with your feet. And uh, and today, 
we just got we just got in their faces. We just got at them. The press was good. The team spirit was good. And doesn't it just show you that football, a football club, needs all these cogs turning together for the machine as a whole to work well? The players done what they'd done. They pressed. They got in Man City's faces. The crowd got up. The crowd got behind Spurs, yeah? And then, in turn, the players went that bit more. They found something because the crowd was with them. And the more the team went, the more the crowd went. The more the crowd went, the more the team went. It's like a snowball. It's a snowball effect, isn't it? It just (laughs) picks up and picks up and picks up. So if you've got all those cogs in a club, the whole club, the board, the management, the players, the team, if you can pick up that momentum and get going, they all feed each other. And this is what we've done today. So I just want everybody at the club to take the energy today and everything that happened today and off you go and take that into the next game and go again. Because, you know, even when you're away and you're in a stadium of 30,000 and you get 3,000 fans out, our 3,000 that travel away, like at Preston, like at Fulham as well, Wow, what a noise yeah. they can make when they get behind that team. Oh, like you, you like the home team. You're like the home yeah. team. You can turn Agreed. away Agreed. games into yeah. home games. So everybody just needs to take that energy and yep. feed it into each other. And it just yeah. it just snowballs. So it it, it's great yeah. to see. Yeah, it does. I mean, I say, um, I've got to say, you know, one nil was that that flat, you know, that was flattering city. I've got to be honest with you, Russ. We had some big chances yeah. in that game as well. I mean, David's not far away from a near post header. Um, again, I'm, I joked off area, Russ. You know, City were really appealing, pleading for any decision for a penalty at every occasion. It yeah. was you know, blocked off the, you know, blocks in the box. Dyer with a tremendous block at one point, I must just say. Um, but and Spurs also so close to a second. Romero making a perfect inch attack. A perfect yeah. tackle inside the box. Son sprinting up the field, lay off to Perisic. Kane starting boot just missing. But, you know, it was worrying. You think, but these chances keep on coming. We don't take them. And you just worry where the game is going. And I must just say as well, um, and this is maybe the point to bring it in, Russ, Emerson Royale, an amazing, brilliant change on Jack Grealish, which really, I think, again, set the yeah. tone for how we ended that game. Do you agree, Russ? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Grealish didn't like it up him and he was getting it big time from... Uh, Emerson Royale. And I, I just think that there is an element with some of these so-called big clubs in the Premier League uh, that they, uh, the players, they feel a little bit entitled. You know, I am a Man City player. You know, I'm a Liverpool player. They can't do that to us. You know, they want a bit of extra... Yeah, it's a great point. It's a great a point. protection, maybe. Yep. Um, and that's how I uh, I've feel about it when I particularly when I watch clubs like City play and you know I don't have any hate for City at all yep um you know I admire what they've done there and I wish in a way that we'd had all their money and bought players as good as them uh but we haven't and so um you know <clears throat> I, I just think we've we've got the Indian sign over them you know and it's great I mean Antonio was on the phone before the game and he just said lads it's only City look <laughs> 
Honestly, though, you know, it, it, as you say that, Russ, that there was a, a, as a, again, there's a genuine belief in that stadium. I mean, uh, yes. you picked up on that fact earlier coming over to you, Dow, that, you know, the red card for Romero was, I know Russ said the, the second yellow was, sorry, the first yellow was maybe harsh. Yeah. He's now going to miss that game against Leicester City. H- how much of that is a blow, Dow, given how important he's in that back line there? Do you back us to cope with the upcoming games without him? Because we're going to have to find a way, aren't we, Dow? Yeah, I think I do back us because we're a unit and one man shouldn't dictate what happens in that team. And if it means that Langmay comes in and we shift it across and everyone just has to reshuffle, but it's the mentality and the game plan being executed rightly because we showed that today. We showed that every man does their job. We look very, very good. And we also have a bench now, which we kind of just alluded to at the beginning, was looking at that bench and going, people are looking at their position going, I've got to give a performance now. We now also have impact players on the bench. People who we go, if they get on, they're going to do something. They're, we've got belief. If we're down, they can pull us up. And we've not had that. I remember about three, four weeks ago, looking at our bench going, oh, I don't even want to make a substitution if I'm honest. But now there's a lot on that bench. So, yeah, Romero is going to be missed. But I believe in what we're doing. I believe in the team that we have. And I believe Leicester's there and we can do this. We've done it before. Yes. It's not Everyone is beatable. The, the season is so topsy-turvy. Everyone, yes. if, you, if we go there and perform like we did today, I would yes. expect us to get the points. Yeah, I've got to just read that message out on the screen mm. there. You know, I have to say this. Uh, Stylo says, great lineup today, Rick. The best voice out there with Russ. Darren is so motivational. And Crackers being the most unique geezer. Best show out there on last one on Spurs. Best show out there last one on Spurs. Yeah. Got me through so much therapy. <laughs> well I, I, like, think, I think it's a diplomatic say, a way of saying weirdo. Honestly, there's about listen, there's about thirteen hundred of you still watching us live here, and we have for those that care, we have entered Love Island territory, right? We are taking people away from pressing that ITVB button. Go and put it on catch up. Don't miss us here on Last Word on Spurs, please don't. Um, so following that red card from Christian Romero, Sanchez replaced Kulisevsky. Another penalty came from City, this time from the Reese. Not interested, and that wasn't given as anything. And then for all the excitement we said about Pedro Porro, Emerson Royale was absolutely magnificent. What we are going to do, we are going to go for our final break of this show for our listeners and audio. And because we haven't got a preview for you, we are going to just do a quick five, ten minutes on some of those players today that put in the shift, because they do need a mention. They really, really do. They were absolutely superb. Hi, everyone. Um... Just here on the pitch after a really special night. Um, obviously, to break the all-time uh, leading goal scorer for Tottenham Hotspur is just uh, a dream come true. To be honest, it wasn't even something I was probably dreaming about when I was younger. It was just about playing, and uh, to be here now is just uh, a magical moment. And uh, no better place to do it in front of our home fans and to to win the game against a really tough side, uh, a really important three points. So. Uh, just a special night with uh, with everyone here, my friends, my family. Um, so I'll take it all in. Um, and as we keep saying, just on to the next one. We've got a lot to play for this year and I'm excited to, to finish the season strong. So uh, just a big thank you to everyone, all the guys and girls back home, uh, everyone in the stadium, everyone who's helped me to, to get to where I am now and supported me. I'm really grateful and uh, just really proud. So thank you uh, and I'll see you soon. Quick reminder. If you do need one, that last one on Spurs are also delighted to be sponsored by NordVPN. Now, look, we make that joke all the time here that some of these boys are here from our Champions League nights. The Heartman's here. Crackers is always here for them. You're going to need NordVPN when you're flying around the world. You're going to want to catch last one on Spurs when you're in Italy for AC Milan. 
Dale's going to be on these ones, as is Crackers as well. They're going to be late night last one on Spurs show, so you're going to need NordVPN. It will also stop you from your bandwidth throttling. Throttling, I said, not throbbing, just to be very, very clear. So you can make sure you go and check out that discount code right now, nordvpn.com forward slash LWS. There's no excuses. There's over a 1,000 of you watching us live right now, 1,300 of you. Go and get NordVPN. Don't let yourself down. Right. Let's talk about guys. Tell you what, Russ Rick. Is, Russ Rick. is called a dog with us. Oh. <laughs> After today's, baby, the vibes are in his ears. You know what I'm saying? Down right yeah. Look, I, I, Listen, I say this, though. You know, you get the most professional people. Can I just say, you get the most professional people with Russ Williams on here. And this show says people bar me. This show says... You got, think you I was got... being cruel to this dog. It's made of plastic. Thank you, Russ. Thank you, Russ. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Broken Did, plastic. Can I just say there was a there was a comment earlier that said no dogs were harmed during this production. Can I just can I just definitely put a claimer up there? That is definitely the case. As Russ has just dropped an ornament. I don't know how much that dog is worth or whose is it, Russ, but someone's paying for that afterwards. That is the poor. Oh, God. Well, I've got some super glue. We're, we're okay. Sorry, mate. So Russ has lost a dog in the production of Last One on Spurs. Believe me, we've lost. I've lost a lot of lives on Last One on Spurs. Trust me. <laughs> I can't believe it. I've still got his headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, can't well. take this show, dog. <laughs> Do you know what? Oh, where's this, how many times do I say this on the last one of Spurs? Where do you go from here? I well, don't know where to generally go. Right. Um, oh, God. Christian Russ, what was the dog's name? Harry. Uh, it's, <laughs> tripod, it's tripod now. It's only got three legs. He's injured. Oh, can, <laughs> can I just say, there is actually some lovely words that have come out from Tadio Conte after this game there. Uh, Josh Jordan says, Conte's Instagram post after the game, proves he cares about our club. The phone call back to Kane, he can't leave. The stadium was unison for him, which he thrives off. Back him. Big, big words there. And there was a lovely post from Kane. I will bring it up in a second. But um, just to talk about some of those player performances. Um, Eric Dyer, down to start with you. Look, Dyer's been heavily criticised, I would say, over the last few weeks, few months. I mean, there's been an argument that we've not seen the same player as last season. I don't know how I get this show back on track after that dog incident. I'm so sorry, Russ. Dale, Eric Dyer. Big defensive display. Is that exactly what he needed, Dal, at this time, given the pressure he's been under? Absolutely what he needed. He needed a big performance. More for himself than the fan base. And I think that everyone played with confidence today. And he implemented his job and that team effort. He, he epitomised it today. Because, as I said earlier, he stepped out of the back three. He played just in front of them at times. He did some great clearances. He was very vocal as well. And I think that's good to see. You saw him leading from the back, being being a captain without the armband, which is what we need right across the pitch. And yeah, absolutely, Eric Dyer was, was solid. Everybody got big points today. Everybody, man, man for man, everyone got big points. Just solid, absolutely solid. Yeah, I'm, can I just refrain again here, just for our watching audience here, I must just say that dog wasn't a real dog. We have to make that point no. very, very clear. No, well, and Russ, Russ will confirm that. He's still wearing the headphones though, Russ, you will confirm. He is, and he's got one leg missing. There go. But, but don't worry, he's going to be fine. He gets literally kicking about the one knee. What, what can I say? And I've got to I say, mean, Dean is absolutely right. Anyone choosing Love Island over your band and needs to sort their priorities out. And I absolutely spot on to agree there. We've had people that have been harmed during this production. Stay with us, for God's sake. There's over a thousand of you staying with us here. Um, look, let's bring it into Emerson Royale. 
Jot Russ, we'll come to you first, Emerson, because I think all of us, look, when we signed Pedro Porro, there was a relief thinking, oh, finally got a right wing back and can actually play the wing back system. But, you know, to respond like that to the competition with a display like that, to win the battle with Grealish, what yeah. can you say about it, Russ? On well, to do that kind I, of I, my opinion is uh, that defensively is very, very good. Where he isn't quite so good, but he is getting better, is offen- offensively. Uh, but I, I, you know, it's nitpicking today. I mean, he he played with his natural ability, which you know we're seeing more and more of. Yep. As I said at the start of the show, he's had so much stick from pretty much all of us uh, since he came to the club, and some of it justifiable. He's taken it all on his shoulders. He's obviously had a good look at himself. He's obviously got good people around him. He's got the support of the coach and the rest of the players at the football club, and. And he's been a strong man. And uh, we saw the best of him today. I never thought I would ever say that Emerson Royale was man of the match for Spurs. But I'm telling you, for my money, he definitely was. I mean, really, Harry was because he broke the record. But um, if he could just get it right with crossing the ball... I mean, you know, Pedro Porro could be a waste of money, couldn't he? Oh, could you? Not could really. You, could not you, really. Uh, it would be funny just thinking we've been waiting for this, and suddenly Emerson <laughs> turns undroppable. Um, Stout to bring you in. Uh, Stellini said after the game, Emerson was one of the most important players at the end of the game. He had two to three situations where he showed his desire. It's important to have a different players with different skills. Emerson, Emerson showed today he's a good player. I think in the Arsenal game in October, he didn't deserve a red card and he lost his place in that moment. It created for him a problem and he needed again to find his place. In the, five, in the first five, six games of this season, he was again this type of player. Big words there. And do you know what I've got to say, Dow? This coaching staff, Conte, Stellini, the makeup of them, they have not once ever doubted putting him back in. How big has that been for the player, in your opinion, Dal? That's huge. Having the backing of your coach, having the backing of the team that you're playing for is huge. Because like we said, the noise outside, how much of that um, we he's getting personally, we don't know. But he's gone off, he's spent a lot of money investing in himself. And we're starting to see that on the pitch. And Russ is absolutely right. He's not the finished article by a long way. But what he has now is somebody else to learn from. Somebody else to go, you're better than me at doing that. You're better at crossing. You're better at getting yourself in the right position up there. And like we said before, there are certain games where having an Emerson is going to be what we needed. Because Grealish today, for the first 45 minutes, was playing like a left back. Because that's what that's what happened to him. He couldn't push forward. Anytime he came forward, that header that Emerson did in the first 20 minutes when Grealish thought he was in, back post, and Emerson appeared out of nowhere... That epitomised the man today. He was there when he needed to be. And I think sometimes Spurs fans forget about that. Defensively, that last-ditch tackle, that header at the back post, he's there. He's so switched on. But going forward, he hasn't got all the, all the juices yet. He hasn't got all the ingredients. But that man is working. That man's working hard. And like we said about our fan base, if we back him, yep. he gets better. It's like anything, if you support it, if you give it love, it grows. It wants to improve. It wants yep. to do it for you as much as themselves. If yep. we batter him, he's not going to do it. So now we're in a good place with him. I hope that someone in his social media team shows him all today's posts and yeah. go, look what they're saying about you, my man. Look at yeah, you. Agree. Agree. And let him run forward with that in his kit bag because, yeah, there's gold in there. I don't know how much gold. It made us like nine-carat gold, not yeah. like 24-carat gold, but there's yep. gold in there. 
Yeah, I mean, look, there are a lot of comments in agreement with what you're saying there. Uh, another man that, uh, again, I mentioned, has seemed to take a lot of stick recently again. And, you know, whenever he gets stick, he seems to come through it, similar to Emerson. That's Pierre Hoybier. I mean, Cracks, you've, listen, you claimed him out of love, the, the dustman, for the work he mm-hmm. does in terms of, you know, getting around the pitch, covering so much. And, you know, today he makes that goal, um, uh, Pierre Hoybier, through the sheer desire and commitment to press mm-hmm. hard. And that's what, again, I say, the fans in that stadium react to that press. They react to that front foot mentality. And I've said this before, if you play like that every single week at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, you'll get that love, you'll get that adulation, you'll get that support. You saw today, there was not one moment, in my opinion, where that atmosphere dipped. No. The, the fans were with the players for the full 90 and mm-hmm. six minutes of the game because they saw a willingness, a desire to go forward and press an opposition and not be scared and be brave. And I've got to say, for me, I thought Hoybier was immense today. You know, so clever at winning the tackles, breaking up the play. That experience in the middle there, Cracks, he was superb, wasn't he, Emil Hoybier? I've doubted Hoybier last few weeks. I'm looking and I'm thinking to myself, is this really a man that can take us forward, take us up to that next level? And today, again, like Emerson Royal. I've been proved wrong. There he was, you know, being the dustman. uh, But he's more than a dustman now, isn't he? He cleans up, he mops up all that crap in the middle. And he's just got that desire, that will, that want, you know. that He's falling to the floor, Rick, and he stretches a leg out as a last minute, last second, last stretch, last ditched thing. And he just puts that fruit, uh, ball through to Kane. And then Kane does what Kane does. So this just shows you the importance of being a team. Not just being Harry Kane, you know, because Kane doesn't score that goal today unless Pierre uh, Hoybier does what he does. Because he doesn't get that ball unless Hoybier does what he does. So you've got to have a Hoybier there doing what he does to give Kane that opportunity. He's literally, he's gone, isn't he? He's falling over and he just stretches that leg. Can I? Can I just get that touch through? And he does. And then Kane is Kane. So it just shows you that it's so important to be a team, isn't it? It really is important that every last sinew of Hoybier is, can I get that touch on the ball? And that's won us the game. That has won us the game. Of course, yeah. Kane's got to put it away, but 90% of that is yeah. Hoybier doing what Hoybier's done. But yeah. Yeah. it goes back to that point where Loris has been confident and good today, and that's fed into Dyer who was immense today as well, by the way, uh, who's fed into Romero, who was immense today. And Romero is Romero at the moment. And Royal was immense. And Sonny was. And they all fed off of each other. And they fed the crowd. And the crowd fed them. And and it's just that perpetual circle, isn't it? Yep. If you can see them giving everything on the pitch, you give it back from the stands. And we've said before, you know, the cost of living at the moment for people is horrendous. Everybody's got bills coming out of their ears that are just uh, just nuts. But if you're giving 
50, 60, 70, 80 pounds a game and you're not getting much back from the team, then you're going to be in in a bad mood. You're going to be in a bad place. But nobody, not one man, woman or child is going to come out of that ground today and say to themselves, I think that was a waste of money today. Because because they've given you some value for what Absolutely. you've paid for, yeah. for your money. That that's all anybody can ever ask. That's forgive me all a Sean, you can ever ask. Yeah, forgive me a Sean Dice term. That was sweat on the shirt, wasn't it? That was it sweat was. on the shirt. Yeah. It was sweat on the shirt. Yes. Every player it was, once it was almost like today, Sean Dice was in was in the dugout, wasn't yeah. it? Hey, yeah. that's your job, by the way. <laughs> God bless Sean Dice. You know, it was spot everybody, on, say, everybody yeah. gave, yeah. gave yeah. as much as they could. But yeah. listen, I'm Rick, I'm Romero. Mm. He's, a, he's a young lad. He yep. is a, he's still a young lad. And I don't, I've, I've said before that we're probably going to lose him for a few games here and now yeah. because he walks that line. But that's his mm. game. But that was also Eric Cantona's game. He walked the line. And then he matured, and he matured into an unbelievable player. Wayne Rooney, he played angry all the time. But as he matured, he channeled it. Ronaldo, when he was a kid, when I first see him like sign for Man United, and he was all over the place, but he matured and he channeled it. And I think you've got that with Romero. So maybe for another couple of seasons, we've got to put up with Romero and what he currently is. But once he gets to 25, 26, if we still got him and he learns to channel that aggression and and what he does, a, a little bit better decision-making, he's an unbelievable talent. He's yeah, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. You're always going to have a battle with him over club V country, always. And that is just... Um, that's just a cultural trait of being yep. like Hispanic, South American. You're yep. always going to put up with that. But when you have got him at the club and he is in your back three, back four, wow, you've got some yep. defender there. You really have. You've got to stick with him. You've got to put up with this odd red card. You've got to put up with him maturing and learning. And when he does... When when that finally clicks, like those other players I mentioned, you've got a defender on your hands there. One of the best in the world. Unbelievable. Yeah, Russ, bring you in there, Russ. Go for it, Russ. Mm. Well, I just wanted to say on Hoiberg, uh, this is nothing to do with his physical appearance, but if you're an ugly player, but the team is playing well, you look more beautiful than normal. And I think that when you a, a team is playing badly and you're an ugly player, you really can look even more ugly. And I think that's what maybe has attracted some criticism. And it, it, it isn't necessarily uh, his fault. I mean, I would like to see our midfield, Bentoncourt, Hoiberg, and a locksmith. Somebody who's creative in midfield, been saying yep. it for years. We all have. Yep. And that's the missing bit in two central defenders. Could you imagine, Russ, a James Madison in this team or someone oh, of that ilk? We should be walking to Leicester, yeah. crawling to Leicester. <laughs> you know, and, and Daniel Levy should say, how much you want for him, Leicester? We'll give you 10 million more. We want him now. Yeah. He is that good. Scored at the weekend. 
you know. It's a lock picker. It's a lock picker. There you go. The lock picker. I agree. Yeah. Russ, listen, we, we, yeah. I, I, how long have I said that last one on Spurs? Time and time again to kind of get a plan like that in this squad. For me, that's the missing part. That and another central defender for sure. Uh, again, yeah. I mean, imagine imagine Romero next to someone, as we said, uh, of an elite level with, with him. This team yeah. will be going somewhere. Again, today has proved that we're not far away. You know, we're not far away, being honest with you. We've, we've always said this, that arguably with Tottenham, we come out of a window, we're always two or three players short. Believe me, you get those two or three players, Conte won't get a better squad than this anywhere he goes. It's the Premier League. You know, I've said it before. He wants to be here. It's the best league in the world. He's in the best training ground to train the players. He's in the best stadium to manage them. Just go and give him those extra couple of players. And my God, what we could have on our hands here. Just to finish on a couple of players, if I can, Dal. Um, Benson Core. Now, we've talked about Romero a second ago being able to play, you know, smart and cute on a yellow card. Benson Core had to do it for most of that game today, but he covered every blade of grass and used the ball so well. How important has it been now to see him back in a Spurs team? I've said it many a time about Benson Core. He is a football genius. His football brain is immense. Just watch how he leads. He's forever instructing players where to play the ball, even if it's not a pass for him. He's telling everybody, oh, play it there, do it there, move it there. He His football brain is immense. And what he gives in confidence to that Spurs side is undoubtedly, you, you can't put a money, you can't put a price tag on it, nothing. And like you said, the in-game genius, he would booked early and he managed himself. No one had to manage him, he managed himself. He knew where he had to be. He knew what pockets to be in. And also... We speak about having a medicine in our team. I know we're screaming for that type of player, but we've always been screaming for a Bentincourt as well. A player who breaks the line with a pass, who moves the ball in transition a little bit quicker, which allows Spurs to get forward quicker. Son yep. is always on his toes when Bentincourt's got the ball. He knows he's going to get it early. He knows the pass is coming. And that just builds the confidence in the squad. It builds the confidence in the stadium. I, I, honestly, I think we'll look back in this short period of time, at that window of Kulicheski and Bentecourt and go, wow, those two individuals. Because I know a lot of people don't talk about Kulicheski today. I think someone in the comments mentioned Sun. Sun was great today. He's yeah. getting back to his best. The I smile totally is agree, coming Dal. back. I'm glad you brought him up, Dal. Yeah. Him and Kulicheski both work so hard today. You know, I yeah. think Kulu was a great outlet down that right. He really yeah. gave Lewis a tough examination for him in the Premier League. Probably one of his hardest. And Hummin Son, I think, you know, based on that performance today, it, it suggests there's confidence there that the form is returning. But the day will belong to Harry Kane. After the game, we saw Antonio face up in Harry saying, you make me proud. Uh, again, Ryan Session playing his part towards the end, coming on. Basuma helping see out the game. Sanchez standing tall for those three minutes plus stoppages. And just to give you some hope and belief moving forward about what we've got on that bench, Richarlison, Danjuma, Porro, Longley, all not used today. So just a reminder, that whilst as, as well as me, I've been screaming and shouting about we need more. We have to get more investment. We've got players here that aren't even used today that would arguably walk into this 11. So I think that is the right way to end the show. It will be Harry's day. It most certainly will. Russ, thank you so much, mate, for your time. Love having you back on. We'll have you back on very soon, Russ, I'm sure. How are yeah, you? Yeah, I so hope much. so. I mean, uh, thank you, Ricky, uh, for having me on. And thank you to everyone who's listening and, and watching. We've had brilliant comments tonight. Yeah. Great to see Darren. And crackers again, and uh, obviously I'm off to the uh, vets uh, urgently after the broadcast ends. And next time I'm going to bring my parrot with me. Oh God, we've so, got all uh, animals here. Bring one, baby. Honestly, uh, but come on, you Spurs, and let's hope, as Darren said, you know we're going to push on now. 
and get that top four because it will be an amazing way for us to finish the season. And we absolutely could do it. I watched Newcastle like a lot of us did against West Ham and they're not as good as they think they are. So, uh, it wouldn't do me a disservice if I, if I don't ask you where, because every time you come on, we've got new listeners, new viewers, yeah. new subscribers, and they like the first thing they always say when they hear you, oh, I love that man's voice. Oh, I he? love that man's voice. It is like, you know, I think this, Ricky. <laughs> I've got a special machine down here. I press a button, and there you go. <laughs> Russ, where can we hear you on the day today? Radio tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. Propaganda, great music, and um, yeah, on the app, smart speaker, DAB, FM, if you're in Scotland, Wales, South Coast, um, great fun. But thanks for having Honestly, us on. always a, a pleasure, mate. We'll be back in touch soon. We need you back in touch soon, Russ. I've got a little one dropping very, very soon. Not literally, just to be very clear, not like the dog. Don't, yeah, uh, don't drop that. Uh, I did yeah, no, don't, definitely don't do that for sure. Definitely don't do that for sure. Dal, mate. You've travelled the globe for us today, mate. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you on last one on Spurs. And I've got to say, Dow is generally when you invite Dow on, it normally is a positive win. He's had some difficult therapy sessions. Ricky Norb will tell you one of his besties. He'll tell you he's had difficult sessions. But Dow, how big was that today? And where can people find the wonderful content and work you do alongside last one on Spurs? We love having you on as a regular now, of course, as you know. Bless you. It's great to be part of the family. And everyone who was waiting for the start of the show, it was me. I've been travelling around today. Today's been mental, so they delayed for me. So the Love Island crossover is my fault. Um, you can find me interrupting <laughs> probably Love... I'll probably be interrupting Love Island at some point. I'll probably be in a You're not going in there as well, are you, Dan? I'll see you in about half an hour. I'll be there, I'll be there. You, it, you see he's me the latest, bomb, he's the latest bombshell, by the way, dropping in. Give it half an hour, he'll be in there. I'm just going to put my tan on, don't worry. I'm just going to put the, the stripping vest. I'll be there, I'll be there. But yeah, I'm all over the place doing oh, lots of bits yeah. and bobs, keeping busy, but always, always making time for last word on Spurs. And look Simon. forward to seeing you guys very, very soon. I'll be back before you know it. He will be back before you know it. The wonderful Darren Hartman and Cracks. It only feels right to close it with you. Look, we've had some difficult shows over the past few months. Mm. This has got to be right up there, Cracks, one of our favourite of the season, hasn't it? Been a wonderful show. Great guests. Great audience, my ad. About 1,500 of you have been watching this live and you've not left us here. There's still about over 1,300 of you still watching. Sum it up for us, Cracks, please. What are it's like I've been taking new shoes off today, isn't it? We've like, there's been previous shows where we've been wearing new shoes and they've rubbed, and today we've taken them off and put a lovely old pair of slippers on, haven't we? So uh, look, I've got to know Hartman over the over the years and uh, done a few shows together, broke bread together, had a couple of beers together. He he's a top man. I absolutely love Hartman. His positivity. He's a top actor. He's a top man. He's just one of the, one of life's good guys. That's all you can say. And you know what, Rick? With Russ, we've all been out and we've all had a few too many drinks, haven't we? You wake up the next morning and you're all over the place. All you can ever hope for is someone to bring you a big cup of tea a bacon sandwich, <laughs> and if you could have Russ Williams there oh, mopping your brow and saying to you, there, there, crackers, you'll be okay. You'll be okay with that voice because it's like golden honey being poured in your ears, isn't it? It really yeah. is. And Russ, Russ is just such a ledge, isn't he? Even though he does he breaks dogs, he's still a legend. <laughs> he's an absolute <laughs> legend. We can still it, walk. He's it just... it's got three legs. It's possible. <laughs> 
Listen, Ledley played with one knee. It's possible. I believe you. I've watched him for 20 yeah, years. No. He could do no, it. Rick, I'm telling you, he Rick, could do it. It's an absolute honour to be invited on and come oh, and mate. speak on the show and speak to like well, 1,300, 1,500 people tuning Man. in yeah, and everybody that feeds into the show and the comments Thank and you yourself so and yeah. all the guests. It's just always a pleasure, mate. And today, yeah. you know, even if you don't, don't get a result today, just to all gather and speak is such an honour. No matter what the result is, if you get the result, it just it's the cherry on the top. It really is. I agree. Listen, I must say that massive thanks to these wonderful humans. They've given us over nearly two hours of their time. Uh, again, the audience, thank you so much for all of your wonderful, wonderful support. Guys, we are going to be back with you very, very soon. Look, we're covering every single Spurs game. These beautiful guys will be on your screen very, very soon. From the brilliant Mr Cracknell, from the superb Russ Williams, from the sensational Darren Hartman. We've been the last one on Spurs. Please, guys, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Rodri, he's giving it away to Hoybier. And here's Kane! He sits on Tottenham's loftiest perch. Beyond even the great Greaves. Spurs' most lavish scorer of all time. He has dared and he has done. Two, six, seven. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.